It's the class of 1980. 40, 40, 40 years. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, COVID-19 did not get me yet. I did uh, seem to take a week or so off there. actually recorded Joe Weller's interview, and then uh, when I went to move it over, somehow the audio disappeared. Looked for backups for a couple days. Finally asked him if I could uh, re-interview him. So we got that done, and uh, it's coming up shortly. As I mentioned last time, there's now a link under the audio player on the episode uh, web pages, and you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts or any of your Android devices if you want to have the shows automatically delivered uh, directly to your player. With that said, I hope you all are staying uh, safe, and let's get to this episode's interview. We're pleased today to have Joe Weller on the line. As I mentioned, I lost one of the interviews. Uh, unfortunately, took uh, twice as much of his time to. So I appreciate doing that. I'm sorry for the inconvenience, Joe. Not a problem, not at all. How's uh, how's work been for you lately? Uh, being an essential employee, I, I actually took a week off last week. I took vacation. I got tired. Oh my goodness! <laughs> was just on a call. I mean, I, I work for for Bimbo. I am a Bimbo. I have Bimbo on my shirt, and uh, we produce all kinds of different products. Bread being the main one in the USA, but we had our uh, our global call here about half hour ago, an hour ago, and. Uh, in the USA, we're eight million loaves a day, or eight million loaves a week ahead of uh, last year. Is that eight, right? Eight million loaves. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey from high school to your current company. I assume uh, have you been in in the food industry for the entire time, or uh, what's your journey looked like? Uh, I did some dental work for almost four years right out of school and uh, was inside, didn't like it. I, I'm more of an outside door person, so I went to work for Gibbles and worked there in their plant for a year and then got into route sales and have been uh, been in route sales ever since then. So since we've been out of school, all but about four years has been some kind of route sales. Route sales. Now, I, like I said, I manage manage the sales for Bimbo Bakeries USA right here in the local area. So it fits in nice for me. It's close. The stores are close by. And I just, I enjoy what I do. They take good care of. Me. So what name brand bread product would you make that we would recognize? Uh, Sarah Lee, Mayor, Stroman, Wholesome. We do Wholesome down south. Uh, Arnold Bread. Thomas muffins and bagels, Enemans cakes and pies. Oh my goodness! So they they basically bought up. <laughs> you own all the market share if you own all those brands. <laughs> yeah, they it's it was a family business in Mexico and it, it did really well. And as they uh, as they grew, they acquired business and they they take about eighty percent. It's one of the largest companies for investing back into it. They all invest somewhere close to 80% of their revenue back into the company. So 
it's, it's helped them to grow and be very successful across the world. Okay. And what does your day-to-day look like? I mean, do you travel a lot or you, are you just local? I, I don't travel much anymore. I used to enjoy it and still do sometimes, but around right now I'm, uh, I'll start my day about four o'clock in the morning, go down and meet with the people that are loading their trucks, talk with them for, for a while. And then, uh, just go out in the streets and check the stores, make sure everything's set right to our standards and see, look for opportunities and get back with the people that are handling the products or somewhere around whenever I feel like it, I'm done at the end of the day. <laughs> okay. For emails and stuff like that. Yeah. So that it. It's outside. You know, there's no time clock. Nothing. Nothing to do. I'm on my own. Nobody looking over my shoulder. I I enjoy it. So I I don't know a whole lot about the grocery industry, but uh, is it a constant fight for shelf space in the store, or how does that work? Oh yeah, yeah. Even even though we're one, you know the majority of the carriers, we're still fighting against. Uh, there's there's definitely competition out there now. The bread competition isn't near as bad as a snack, but uh, there, there's still a lot of competition and uh, price gouge and stuff like that. You know, everybody wants to, to have the best spot and uh, willing to pay some different prices for it. But a lot of it has to do with quality. You just want to make sure you're putting out the best quality product you can. So My wife asked a couple of weeks ago, my wife asked me to stop and get some rye bread, something she enjoys, and we were out of it. And I happened to be out and about and walked around the corner in the grocery store and the bread aisle was completely empty. <laughs> and this was not the first, this is not the beginning of the shutdown. This was several weeks into the shutdown. So uh, has it been difficult for you to keep product in place in the shelves or, or how are you coping with that? We actually had a uh, bakery in Hazleton, Pennsylvania that we shut down last summer. Uh, with a bakery, if it's not running 24 hours top speed, then you're, you're not doing all you, you know, you should be doing more. So they shut it down. But uh, here two weeks ago, within three weeks, you know, when everything really went bad, we uh, went back in and opened that back up to increase our production. It's just that the demand is that strong for it. Now we cover Northeast, we cover from Kentucky clear up into Maine. So a lot of that's going into New York and New Jersey. Those people are still, we, we slowed down some in our mind, but up through there, it's still crazy. What do you attribute that to? Uh, they're just more scared. Okay. You know, the, what, whenever you're looking at what the results of what's going on up there now, they're, they're, I think it took them a little while, but they're, they're scared now. They don't want to go out. They, you know, whenever they do go out, they're stocking up heaven. Yeah, you and I had a short conversation before we started recording, and you know, I was saying I didn't understand why milk prices were so low because you know people were eating the same amount, even though they're not eating at restaurants. They need to eat at home, and you mentioned that uh, institutional buying is way down as one of the one of the issues. So, do you guys provide to institutions also? We do some schools. We do have some schools that we support, and then uh, we actually we have a frozen brand. A whole another division of the our process that supports some of those areas, but yeah, the institution. We like I said, we were just on that call and they were talking about how the institutions are down and uh, restaurant business down. You know, who knows what's going to happen with it? What's going to come back up? But the people are people are locked home. You know, they're, they're home and they're eating. 
For us, it's the best best case scenario. <laughs> Worst case is they go out and buy the stuff and they still go to restaurants, you know, like a snow scare. Right. right. We're going to get 12 inches of snow and get two. So the people go out and buy everything, but then they still go out and eat and they don't buy bread for three weeks. Exactly. This way they're going out every four days and buying more because they've just been sitting at home eating. Well, we've talked enough business. Uh, tell me about your family life, uh, kids, grandkids. What's that look like? Let's see. We've been married for 35 years, I think, this year in October. Wow. We have a son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren in Martinsburg. They work at the VA. Both of them work for the VA. And then uh, my daughter and her husband live about a mile away from us here. We live in Grand Chuck Road, and they live over in Melrose Meadows. And they have two boys and she has a dance studio in Shippensburg. She runs, and he works over at Volvo. So the grandchildren, to us, the grandchildren are it. You know, there's there's nothing better than having your grandchildren come over. Even if, now, whenever I drop stuff off, you know, one's at almost two years old. And he just points at the window and is going pat 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 pat. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he wants to run out and <laughs> do something. The other one's six, and uh, just you know, they are great. Yeah, uh, we uh, we enjoy seeing our grandchildren also, but uh, trying to stay away a little bit during this time. What have you been staying distant or been seeing them? Uh, we maintain mostly social distancing. Every once in a while, we'll we'll get a hug in or something. But we are, you know, don't want to take anything. Don't want to have any chances. I, I I'm in the stores every day for a bit, so. You never know what's going to happen. I didn't think about you getting around in, in uh, grocery stores and having the high exposure like that. Right, yeah. Prior to, what, two weeks ago, whenever it was just craziness and bumper cars inside the stores, you know, more now we're spaced out and masked and everything else. So there's a lot more a lot more mindset to it. It's, it's changed the mindset of the people in the stores. Right. And I'm always careful to – as soon as I get to the car, I have a disinfectant wipe and I wipe my phone and my hands and my steering wheel, everything, yeah. everything that I would have had the possibility of touching. You would, you would never, you know, you never knew this day was coming, but you know, like I said, my, my biggest fear would, I, would be, I didn't give something to my grandkids, my wife. You know. Tell me about an interesting uh, place that you've uh, vacationed or visited over the years. I've done some missions work in Bolivia. I've, I enjoy hunting and fishing. I've hunted across the U.S., Canada, and Africa. I enjoy, I've fished in Alaska, and my wife and I enjoy cruising. We've been on, I, I, I'm going to say close to 30 cruises. Oh my I, don't goodness. Sure. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but we just, that, that is our ideal vacation because whenever I'm there, my phone don't ring, I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm actually relaxing and we can just go and enjoy it. So that's, that's our ideal vacation. Favorite foods or restaurants? What are, uh, what kinds of things uh, do you like to eat? The, the best food you can get is Williamson Roriton ice cream. The first, the second Tuesday of every month through the summer, Come out to Williamson as I am on the board of the Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I don't think 
don't think you're allowed promoting. Well, I guess it's a nonprofit, so we, we don't need to have a commercial uh, waiver sign for that. <laughs> all all the funds raised go to a good local community. That's it's a good group of people. They're they're a great group. I can't remember the last time I've been through Williamson. Goodness, I don't get to that corner of the county very often. And do, see, I I don't live in Williamson. Don't you know? Don't spend much time there. But it's, it's just a really good group of people that are members there. And I got asked to join. And uh, you know, I, I believe in what you guys believe in. You're good, uh, faith based. You know, we our meetings are all good, and it's 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 a good time. It really is. So come out the second Tuesday of every month once we finish the social distancing and have your ice cream. There you go. You'll have our entire class out there the first time the COVID. Uh, uh, I, you know, come out, see me, say hi. I, I'm usually scooping soup. I'm a soup scooper. Well, you said to head ice cream. Now you got soup oh, also. Yeah, they have soup and sandwiches, banana splits, and everything. It's all homemade ice cream. It is delicious. Second it's Tuesday of every month. Cream. Yeah, second Tuesday of every month from now. We were supposed to start last month, but didn't. Any interesting memories from high school? You know, whenever we talked before, you, you did say about that uh, run. I, I remember as kids, you and I did run around in uh, elementary school. I, I do remember. I did remember that. It's, it's kind of funny. I, I thought more about that. Junior high, I'm going to have to say, was the funnest, funnest time. Okay. You, you're kind of... Uh, between responsibilities, the first four years, you're not sure where you're fitting in, what you're doing. Middle of it, you're like, ah, this is this is all right. Let's <laughs> towards the last three or so, you're thinking, oh, what am I going to do whenever I get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I did very well as far as enjoyment in the first four or the the next couple. <laughs> uh, this is a strange story, but I, my wife and I ended up visiting a new church um years back and the um after a couple of weeks there this guy comes up to me and said uh, you're dean martin aren't you i said yeah he said i was your sixth grade teacher and he said i wasn't sure that you would be alive by this point in time much less attending church so <laughs> so I'm, i was not uh not the most well-behaved student. <laughs> so that, that was, uh, I must have been a handful uh, back then for some it's, reason. It's funny how your reputation can follow you. I'm sure, I'm sure I carried a little bit of one and it, it followed me for a little while. Uh, yeah. People change. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's good that they do, or for at least for me. Yeah. And you, you stayed in Greencastle. I kind of moved around a little, little bit, so I haven't really kept up with um, anyone from our class. Have you been able to keep up with any old classmates? I see Mike Martin out up, up at the store once in a while, and then uh, I got a few of them, three or four of them in our Sunday school class that I talked to, but uh, that's about it. Outside of that, you know, just with work and family and you know, there's some that come out at the ice cream social. Yeah. <laughs> you're, really get, you're really getting your plug in for that one. <laughs> I won't say I'll buy free Sundays for anybody that shows up, but <laughs> your salesman's your salesman in you is coming coming through this time this interview. <laughs> I 
forgot to mention that last time. So I thought, well, I need to get that in there. <laughs> we're going to yeah. be because we're missing a couple of ice cream socials. Uh, I, I do see a few, but nowhere near uh, what you would expect to staying in a small town like this. It is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, Greencastle's maybe is not such a small town anymore. You know, we talked earlier, early last time about walking down from elementary school to the center of town and going home, getting something to eat and whatever. Well, yeah, I said before you were asking about the memories. I could, like I said, I could, whenever we were in elementary school down around South Washington Street, I can still remember getting on a bicycle and riding downtown and getting French fries and a candy bar for what my lunch cost. And then you could do it. You know, you, you didn't have to stay at school. At lunchtime, you were free to go home. Like, yeah, definitely not going to let you do that uh, nowadays. Oh, they probably shouldn't have let me do it back then. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't anybody home at my house? <laughs> I don't remember what I did. I might have uh, walked downtown. Of course, my dad had the store there at the center uh, on the center square. I might have walked down to the store and got something to eat, or who knows? Or you might have walked downtown saying, "I hope Dad don't see me anywhere." That that's happened uh, a few times <laughs> also. <laughs> Well, I can't think of any other questions that I might have asked you the first time. So, is there anything that uh, that you need to tell me that I didn't ask? Oh, I did forget to tell you about the you know medical conditions. If you think there's something wrong with your body, make sure you get it looked at. Okay. Did you have uh, Do you have now, an issue? Well, my heart is now 100% battery operated. Is that right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I, I'd have never thought it was going to go to that. I, you know, I just had a little breathing, the running out of breath stuff from walking around the house here, said something to my wife and uh, passed out and stopped breathing whenever they were doing a stress test. Well, that's not good. Yeah. They took me to the hospital and the doctor said, uh, said, you're about done. He said, your heart's about finished. He said, it's just going to stop. Okay, I'll race you down the hallway. <laughs> wow. So did they do yeah, the stints and things, or is it more no, just neat? No, they couldn't do anything. Uh, a, a good chance that a virus attacked my heart, and uh, it just wasn't working. It was putting out 25% of what it should have been. So okay. the uh, medication, it didn't work, so now I have a pacemaker defibrillator. I have what I call a cell phone planted in my chest and three wires screwed into my heart. So what happens What happens when the battery drains down? Then they got to pull the whole device out and put a new one in. Wow. I, I have 10 years until that happens, according to the latest readings. It, okay. it's, it's the, the latest technology. There's actually a modem next to my bed, and whenever they want to, they can get the reading as long as I'm within a certain foot, you know distance of the, the modem, it'll read what everything I've done. Okay. I was out in Ohio hunting and came back, and two weeks later they called me and gave me three different dates and three different times and said, "What were you doing at those times?" <laughs> That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'd have never thought. You know, I just uh, there's something wrong. There, you know, they'll give me some medication. I'll be okay, or I'll just have a heart attack, and I'll go in and I'll put something in and fix it. But according to the doctor, it wasn't going to go that way. <laughs> okay. So as far as function, uh, are you back to 100% or how do they test that? I am supposed to be tested here. I was supposed to be tested last week to see what the output is, but because of everything else, it's been delayed. Uh, last time 
tested, I was close to 50%. All right. So it's, it's definitely working. And with all the scans and everything, with the, the readouts this thing gives them, it shows that everything's working. But if the, you know, if the battery stops, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> like I said, you know, you, how often, you know, I know, especially for guys and women, probably too, you just, uh, you just shake stuff off. You know, you think, ah, it's, it's okay. It's nothing major, but, and I, I'd have never thought I was going to end up where I did with this. Well, that's about all I have. I'll let you get, uh, get back to okay. work and relax this evening. And so you can get up early tomorrow morning. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Joe. And have a good evening. We'll see you. Talk to you later. There you go. One more story. Uh, we'd like to hear yours. I have uh, several uh, people that uh, I know are interested, and I'll get those lined up shortly. But several of you I contacted said, my life is not interesting enough, and I know that is just not true. So so let's do it. Inquiring minds want to know. We want to know where you've been, what you've done, who you've seen, all that good stuff. And thanks for listening. See you next time.